Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vinyl Rest in Place podcast with me, Dapo Aguirre. And me, Barney Howe. Today I have the absolute pleasure of introducing our lovely guest. She is a fantastic singer-songwriter, a wonderfully talented musician, and her name is Lydia Prettyman. Welcome to the podcast. What kind words, Barney. Thank you. <laughs> you look so shocked but, you know, when you said I was. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, is that me? <laughs> You've got another Zoom on the side with someone else coming in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching. Um, no, thank you. I'm so excited. I love the podcast, so to be able to record one with you is exciting. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Um, obviously, I know you very well. We've been friends since sick form days, which was an embarrassing little family now. <laughs> yeah. you know, much older than we used to be. <laughs> Would you like to tell the audience a bit about yourself, a bit about what you're doing, a bit about your music and where you're at? Yeah, sure. So, so yeah, um, my name's Lydia Prettyman. I'm a singer-songwriter. And, um, yeah, I'm basically just... Um, recording and starting to release my own music so that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment I finished uni um, last September and I'm now just focusing on that so um yeah I just released my well about a month ago my first single called Picture Frames and the next one will be out soon so I'm just kind of doing live things like open mics things like that and um yeah just trying to enjoy it as well because it's quite fun because there's a lot of uncertainty with it so it's just you know enjoyable to kind of uh just see where things go but yeah so that's what I'm doing at the moment just kind of trying to trying to pursue music I find it really impressive we have I mean I think everyone has a lot of friends who are creative people who try and pursue these creative avenues whether they be music or writing or you know podcasting in our case yeah boy. and so many people yeah boy, <laughs> we plugged ourselves um, so many people uh say they're getting on with it but don't actually really you know put the effort in and put the time in and you know I've obviously been friends with you for a long time like we're just saying and I've seen you start doing these open mic nights and then progress into recording your own things on SoundCloud and now onto Spotify and now there's talks of EPs and you know hopefully the not too too distant future um maybe that's just a personal fantasy of mine <laughs> but uh I think things are like coming they're on their way for you and uh it's really wonderful to see you have that success thanks yeah I mean it's it's quite weird because um trying to stay motivated when it's just you is really hard um and I work part-time at the moment just to kind of have the freedom obviously I'm like trying to save money and the free then freedom to do whatever I want to do like go out and do music stuff or whatever um but it's really hard because you're kind of holding yourself accountable. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that because it's, um, it's hard to kind of make the decision not to go down a standard route of like applying to grad jobs or just trying to get a kind of full-time job um, and earn a kind of earn a salary. So yeah, it's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to make that decision. But with anything creative, you kind of have to. You kind of just have to um, do what's going to be the best thing for you. So And then that, in this case... It's just working part time and trying to, yeah, manage things on the side. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, I think you're you're 100 right. Like as much as we we just like the podcast is is it lends itself to being able to like do a job on the side and we we can tweak things away from it. But I think especially when it comes to to, to music and I'd say like maybe more traditional or like outrightly creative outlets it's such a it's such a big time dedication like there there is there is so much that goes 
uh, alongside just getting up and singing or, or recording music. There, there's so much that you need to do. And, um, as a, a new listener, a, a new fan, shall we say, <laughs> I think Pitch Frames is a banger. Put it out there. Oh, um, <laughs> big fan. I'm a big fan. It's a, it's a, it's a lo- lo- lovely piece of music. Aww. But like you say, a big decision to to, um, to make that jump. And I, I, I think... Uh, it must be. I hope it's a nice feeling that, that the stuff that you're putting out is is like where you want it to be, and, and I'm sure it's going to be at the start of a lot of positive things. It's, yeah, it's a, it seems from an outside point of view looking in that you're you're on the right path and you're making making quality stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that means so much because I feel like, especially the run up to the release. Um, it felt like it had been such a long time coming, and then when it was finally out, it was just bizarre because then you're like oh people are actually listening to this now and then when you start to get feedback um you know from people kind of all over saying they like it or they think it's good or whatever um yeah it's so nice it's so reassuring um so then it kind of gives you a bit of motivation to keep going or do the next thing so um yeah no thank you yeah I appreciate that but um hopefully it's the start of something um big I mean you know I'm just enjoying I just enjoy writing and then singing it I kind of just enjoy that whole process anyway so even if it's not nothing huge comes from it I've just enjoyed it as as I've kind of gone through that's kind of the main thing for me so yeah no thank you (laughs) I think um if you're not enjoying the day-to-day of something it's you know probably not the right thing so it's fantastic to hear that you are enjoying that day-to-day and just before we dip into like our questions as normal um what kind of music would you describe yourself as just for the listeners if they're intrigued in dipping in like do you have any influences that you consider in your career? Do you have any big vibes that you try and replicate or try and produce from your own imagination? Yeah, so I always find this question really tough because I don't really know what like what genre I am specifically. But I would say it's a mix of kind of like indie pop soul vibes. That's kind of how I would describe it. Um, maybe slightly alternative. A lot of the stuff I write is... Um, it's quite jazzy, like the chords are a lot of jazz chords, but it doesn't sound kind of like a traditional piece of jazz music, if that makes sense. So then I kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a twist on that with a bit of like some pop melodies and stuff. So I don't know, that's kind of how I describe it. And, you know, I kind of, I grew up listening to a lot of soul music. So I grew up, that's like all my parents played really. Um, Like loads of Stevie Wonder. And I don't know, I feel like that's kind of, subconsciously made its way into the way I write. I said this um, actually in an interview before, like I love that some writers tell such a story. So I think that's like with Paul Simon or someone like Amy Winehouse, like everything they write, you can literally visualize what they are saying um, and what they're they're singing. And I just, I love that. I love when things tell a story and the like narrative of the lyrics really comes through. So I always try to incorporate that. And I love that being a focus in what I write. So yeah, that's kind of what I aim to do um, and kind of where it all stems from. But it's hard to pinpoint one little part. I think everything comes together collectively. That's an absolutely great answer. Thank you so much. I really love that. I think it's it's almost telling when someone's like, yeah, I want to do Radiohead. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, like... That's my next step. Let's just listen to them then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, like, it's interesting that you can't exactly pinpoint it, but you have all these different interests and, like, influences and things in your childhood as well. Something that influences uh, my creativity a lot is uh, different types of crisp flavours. Yeah. Um, 
So, in the world's smoothest transition... <laughs> segway we've ever done. <laughs> no, it worked. It was really, really well. That one was a good one. It sounds like you were about to start what? saying an ad or something. Like, <laughs> a paid ad. <laughs> we're so God, close I wish to we were paid by Chris. <laughs> Do you know what? It is actually mad that we're not sponsored by a Chris company right now. We get, it will happen. It will. When we hit the big time, they're going to be queuing. <laughs> Gary Lineker is going to be outside the door uh, with his packets of walkers. <laughs> He's going to be waiting. <laughs> um, Lydia Prettyman, yes. what is your favourite crisp flavour? What's your favourite packet of crisps? Um, hands down, cheese and onion <laughs> is right. my absolute favourite. I've got to say, it's a good answer. Yeah, it's a good answer. Cheese and onion, um, I think they're unbeatable. Or um, just generally bag of crisp quavers. I like that. I like those flavors. <laughs> she ruined it. Oh no, was that bad? <laughs> What's wrong oh, with quavers? No. Everything, honestly. You've still got me on oh, time. Thanks, Paul. Quavers, quavers. I'm sure we had an argument about this before, Barney, but quavers taste like feet. <laughs> I love them. Yes. They're tasty feet, bro. I'm jumping. <laughs> no, they're the worst. They're they're. Oh. they're they're very low down. Oh, really? My, oh. Yeah. They're like bottom just, tier for you. Don't, don't oh, listen yeah. to them. I mean, I, I, would, I would have them. Like, they're better than salt and vinegar for me. Like, oh. I, I would eat a quaver. Cheese and onion, that's the top tier. Like, Walker's cheese and onion. Fair. Quavers that, is like, yeah. but I would tend to go for quavers like in a meal deal. Oh. oh, oh I don't know. It just, yeah. it just, it just hits but differently. You, you're going to see other people at like lunchtime. Post lunchtime, there will be other people that will see you with your quaver. <laughs> quaver I'm breath. not ashamed. <laughs> I, I, will, <laughs> I will happily have them. Was um, it something like with your school or something? Because Barney's very much... <laughs> we're very <laughs> smelly school. <laughs> no one could speak after lunchtime because it was just like a fog of... Just quavers Cheese made with crisps. <laughs> yeah, what was up? <laughs> We've had previous guests. I mean, shout out named and shamed Sophie Mortman picking crisps that you can't even buy in this oh, country. Yeah. And it feels good to be returning to the classics like mm. cheese and onions. Mm. Yeah. It's nice. It's home ground. Home ground. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I've eaten them. They're good. Not many people go for the the classic Walkers. I feel like they're a, they're actually an under underappreciated brand. Like everyone's like, oh, McCoys or like a Ooh. like kettle chips, but no one says a classic Walkers often. I just think they just always they just always taste so good. <laughs> I saw in a shop the other day, and it blew my mind that Walkers, like the Walkers original, are now doing mm-hmm. um, like share bags of of the original flavors. Like how big are we talking? Yeah, like 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 a, <laughs> like, like the big bag of crisps. Bit, like a big bag, and it said like between serves between five and six. Obviously, that means for me like five to six one, minutes. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna need very clear instructions of where this shop is. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe it was B and M. I think it was B and M. You know, B and M. So that's, that's a shout. That's a classic so, B and M product. That is a that is a character. It was also B&M a bargain. Product. I think it was like a pound. Oh. So. Um, yeah, it, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Obviously, I had to buy it, so um, yeah. you know. Got me yeah, but I can't I know, do that amazed. before summer. I need I need to I need to, I very much need to to not see those before my holiday. It's going to ruin my life. <laughs> I feel like we've uh, picked up a nice picture there of you, Lid, yeah. of a uh, woman. She loves the soul. 
she also loves the cheese onion yeah. crisps. She likes the quavers as well. <laughs> you know, a little bit of everything going in there. That sounds like the start of a terrible song. <laughs> she likes the stuff. She likes the cheese onion. She likes the quavers as well. There's a hook in there. There's definitely a hook in there. <laughs> I mean... Write it down. Work I'll, I'll just something. sample that exact bit of the audio for my next song. Please, if I can feature in your next song. I actually will. She likes the cheese and onions. <laughs> wait, wait for it, yeah. That's next. That, that's next. Would you... <laughs> would you kindly introduce to us and tell us a little bit about your Vinyl Resting Place album choice? Of course. So, just as context, I found this really hard. I'll stop between this and another one, so... I did stick with this one. So the one I've chosen um, is Parachutes by Coldplay. Um, I think it's just a timeless album now because it's been out for like 23 years, I think. came out in 2000, so it is 22 years old. 22, yeah, which is insane. I think the best way to describe it is that it's it's like timeless in the way that I don't think it's restricted to that time period it's not restricted just to that year or the early 2000s like you can hear all that style of music it's like this very kind of stripped back quite like chilled sound I think you can just constantly hear that in music up to today yeah I just love it I think Chris Martin's amazing and I love Coldplay they're probably up there with my favorite band maybe maybe my favorite band yeah so um I think they're amazing so yeah I love this album I think it's a, a very, very fair choice. Like, you were saying earlier, uh, well, like, in our messages, about how it was one of the first albums that you, like, properly gave a listen to and properly, like, took the words into. Um, do you want to talk about that a bit at all? About, like, has it informed, like, the way you write or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I think I was, like, 11, and I remember listening to it in bed, like, with my head little earphones in, just back-to-back, like, the whole time um constantly so it was the first album where I like loved every song like from memory this is like the first album I loved every single song um no skips <laughs> um and yeah I just think the kind of musically the the guitar like all the chord progressions and things it is it, I do definitely feel influenced by it um and the way the I don't know how to explain it, like, the way the songs just, like, they just hit that spot. You know when you listen to a song and you're like, oh, that's just, that just gets to me. Like, that's, I felt that. Um, That's how I feel about pretty much every single song on that album. So (laughs) it just hits that spot. Um, And it definitely influences what I write now. And it's, Sparks is probably, like, one of my favourite things to play on guitar. It's just, like, the most beautiful just sound. So, yeah. Honestly, totally fair. I think, like, Coldplay is one of the biggest British bands of all time. Yeah. Uh, they've been going for absolutely insane amount of time now, coming up quarter of a century, which is quite a long time to be playing. That is a very long time to be playing. <laughs> you put it like that. <laughs> Why did you put it like that? <laughs> I, I, I thought it meant a certain gravity. No one thinks in centuries. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm always thinking of it. I'm, 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 I'm talking about long game depth like, every day. Uh, <laughs> and as a, as a Coldplay album, this does have some of like, you know, their most classic songs. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact it came out, yeah, 20 years ago now. We've got Yellow on here. We've got High Speed. We've got Trouble, yeah. which is an absolute bop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Sparks, like you say, not one of their bigger ones, but like on this album, definitely one of the more emotional hitters. I think it's a really great definitely. tune. Um, and yeah, also, like you said again, shout out Chris Martin. The guy has, yeah. for a man like, I don't think he's the strongest singer, but like in terms of writing and in terms of like performance, like he always puts his absolute soul into every single mm. tune he puts out. So like, he kind of, we talked about this with um, Leanne Habis on a different show a while ago. Like, he knows his limits, and by pushing them, and, like, sometimes, like, not breaking his voice, but you can hear he's at his limit, he can really mm. imbue a sense of emotion into some lyrics that some artists aren't yeah. able to do. I don't know, I mean, didn't have the same, like, spiritual experience that you did with this album, but it's one <laughs> that I was definitely listening to when I was in that same age range as well. Like, mm. a lot of Coldplay in my house growing up, and it was really nice revisiting this. Um, yeah. Outside of Trouble and Yellow. I don't really listen to that many of the songs on here with any kind of regularity. Like, it's probably been, yeah, maybe 10 years since I've heard some of these. And um, really nice trip down memory lane for me. I think it's, a, yeah, a really, really pleasurable listen. I think it's one that I grew up... I didn't grow up listening to it, but I one of the first ones I found, kind of found for myself, if you know what I mean, like the first album mm. that someone didn't... Or maybe, like, my older sister, I think she... I actually have a feeling... I don't know if you remember... You know, I'm... Um, iTunes. I think they used to have a free single of the week, and I think Ye- oh, Yellow might have been the what free single of the week. Oh, big shot, and then yeah. I think that's I think that's how we came across it. And then uh, yeah, I think so. I think Helena might have. My old sister might have. Um, we all kind of shared an iTunes, so that's when she downloaded it, and then I heard it, and then yeah, just got into the whole album. But I kind of found that more for myself rather than yeah, someone just kind of playing it to me or uh, just kind of always having it on. Um, and it's one I'll definitely want to have on when I'm older, if I have children, you know, when I want that them to experience that as well. So, <laughs> yeah. That's such a nostalgic like, way of finding it. iTunes, iTunes Song of the Week is something that I haven't thought about in 20 years. <laughs> 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 Legitimately something that just hasn't crossed my mind, but was mm-hmm. such a big part of life. Um, I've been unseasonably quiet um, in in this episode (laughs) because I feel like you guys aren't going to agree with me for a lot of the next half an hour. Oh, no. (laughs) You're not a fan. (laughs) I I just think... One thing you mentioned there uh, was the the, the idea of... You know when a song just, like, hits the spot or, like... I just don't have that spot for Coldplay. Like, there's just, there's oh, just, what, just Coldplay full stop? You full just... stop just doesn't Ooh. really... Now, honestly, I, I I, get the appeal. Like, I can see... I see why... I can see see why they're so famous. Like, I, I understand it, and, and it just doesn't resonate with me whatsoever. Um, and it was the same when I probably first heard this album, which was way back when, and... <laughs> It, it, I'm afraid it is the same now, um, <laughs> but there, there are a couple of bits that I, I do find um, really interesting about Coldplay. I agree with Barney entirely. I don't think Chris Martin is um, an amazing vocalist. I, I think he knows his limitations and he plays within his like safety zone, comfort zone, really well. Because mm. um, if it's not broke, why fix it? Um, but you mentioned like the timeless element of Coldplay. And this might be one of the reasons I dislike them. I don't know. I'm just going to put it out there. They have this really weird 
slash like impressive way of making different music that sounds exactly the same from this album through to I can't remember what their last release was called. The last album was called Music of the Spin. Music of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, right? I listened to that one and I wasn't a big fan. But there is there is such a clear, um, there's such a clear like tone that is Coldplay. Even when mm. the, I would say the style is different. Like I think this album's very different to Milo Xylotone, for example, like in, in terms of, what it's hitting and what and the audience that it may be attracting in and, and the like tempo of it as well but it's still so inherently Coldplay and I, I think that timeless nature of them and probably of this album as well is why I can understand it like I if someone's a Coldplay fan I, I don't think there's much that they can they, I, I doubt they put a foot wrong for you over the course of 20 years which is, is super super impressive it's just for me every every step they take is is the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> that is so harsh <laughs> oh. Chris Martin, you are, yeah Chris Martin is gonna be you better watch yourself I, <laughs> honestly I'm, just, You're coming I'm so ready for this Chris Martin beef because I've, oh, I've thought this a while and I I, 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 I really am like I kind of I wish that I understood it. I really do, because <laughs> like they're so they're so famous. They're so 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 mm. famous, and they're so successful, and everyone loves them. And it's not even that I dislike them. Like I, I don't have like a passionate hate. I'm just so like ambivalent to what they put out. But it's, that's my take, mm. guys. <laughs> and, it's, and it's downhill from here. <laughs> I do hear what you were saying. I think the word ambivalent is kind of an interesting one to use for it. Like, I I think we definitely have a scale here of Coldplay fan, Lid obviously being at the top. I'm in the middle and Dapo is somewhere down the <laughs> of hell with his appreciation for Coldplay. Um, I like them. I genuinely enjoy them. I think what they've done is they're just incredibly enjoyably digestible music. Mm. Like, it is... Like, I think Lid hit on the head in a way when she said, like, some of the sounds just really, you know, hit that nice sweet spot. And I have the same thing as well. Like, the opening of, um, I'm on a different album here, but in uh, A Rush of Blood to the Head, which is my favourite Coldplay album, the opening of uh, In My Place, I think mm. is beautiful. Um, again, just, like, really nice guitar, really lovely drums in the background, bringing it up. You've also got songs like The Scientist on there. That is a bad um, I think mm. every now and again... Coldplay do an absolute belter, especially in the early parts of their career, like Parachutes, Rush of Blood to the Head, X and Y. I think there's some fantastic songs yeah. on those albums. But for me, I suppose I would say the majority of their discography I find um, enjoyable and pleasurable to the ear, but not much that I would think about. Um, which isn't to say I think they're a bad band. I think you can't look at their success and say they are a bad band. Mm. Can't. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm I guess you could. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at Macklemore's success and say he's bad. So maybe I could do the same thing. Um, I, I, I understand both sides of the party, but I think just because I'm, I mean, I'm such a... I love to like things. Mm. So I think I'm coming down more on the pro Coldplay side. Nice, but I nice. do really hear what Depo's saying. No, I, I yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think... I think one large thing for me with me like any music is if I listened to it when I was younger, I feel like it makes me 
like it more. Mm. Um, I have that with John Mayer. Mm. So like John John Mayer Continuum was that other album. Oh, that really? I was, like, I was going up and down between, yeah. Oh, and I, okay. I again, I listened to that when I was about ten or eleven. Um, like I used to put. <laughs> do you remember MSN? I used to put. Um, John Mayer lyrics in my oh. MSM bio. <laughs> that was like the extent of the fan I was. Because like in the instance of that as well, or like Coldplay, because I listened to so much of their music like through my teens, um, I think that's why I like it so much because it's like, I, oh, I feel mm. quite nostalgic. So um, yeah, I don't know. And it's, yeah, same with John Mayer. It's kind of like if I found it now, it might not have the same emotional effect or the kind of same just impact of me liking it. Um, or yeah, if I started listening to it now, it would, might be completely different. But because I've listened to it so much over a few years, I feel like it. That's why it, I like it so much. Um, so yeah, I get what you're saying. I do. Um, you're looking at me. You're very disapproving. I get what you mean about Coldplay sounding the same but I think that's or like a lot of the songs sounding very similar yeah, yeah but I think each album has such a distinctive sound like Parachutes is quite acoustic and then you get like Milo Xyloto which is so like it's almost like elec- not electronic yeah. but it has this like electronic element to it and then yeah like a rush of blood to the head is I don't know like they all they all have their kind of like specific sound and that's why I like Coldplay because maybe songs sound similar but you can literally pinpoint a particular sound to every single album um which is why I think they're a great band because they never they can they can explore all these different styles of music but it is still kind of instinctively Coldplay um and that's why I think it's really cool I think they're a really cool band I I think that 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 like element of it is why they've got such longevity because the times that they released each specific album whatever they're exploring is very relevant like when when Milo's I don't I don't know why this is the album I keep coming back to but I guess maybe it's my favorite comedy <laughs> album but when that came out like, <laughs> everything was all about that was the era of I think it was like 2011 2012 like that. that was the era of of, of like mm auto-tune and, and like mm. like exploration and, and like electronic pop and, and that becoming more mainstream and basically they just do what is popular at the time but then they do it in the style of Coldplay almost which is which mm. is a skill in itself and like like I say I don't know if I find it weird or impressive because it, it there's obviously something to it but even within the, the different I think like permutations of alternative or, or pop music or, or whatever you want to like brand them as it still sounds so so the same it's, it, it, I, I really can't express it to me maybe i maybe i've listened to it all wrong maybe yes yes you are but yeah no i feel like we, we can disagree on this yeah um, that, that's fine because we're going to disagree yeah. a whole lot more no, just, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is just the start <laughs> Yeah, like you say, we can we can agree to disagree on, on, on we this. We can one. agree to yeah, disagree. It's, it's, totally. We're an, in, totally we're, we're an inclusive podcast. Season one was <laughs> season one was all beat. This this season's all yeah. up. <laughs> I'm going to be asked to never come back. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> oh, well, as soon as you go, Barney, I'll be like, no, we're not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> we're never. not even airing it. <laughs> <laughs>
I think we have uh, interesting spreader opinions here on parachutes in general. I would be interested to find out, starting with Lid, of course, um, what everyone's favourite song on the album is. So, uh, it is between two. For me, it's either Sparks or We Never Change. Um, they're the they're the top two for me. I probably listen to Sparks more, um, but We Never Change is is one of those you only kind of forget about a song for a while. And then you hear it mm. again, um, and then you kind of just just start loving it again. That's kind of how I feel with We Never Change, but with Sparks, it always kind of stays as a song I love. So, yeah, they're both different, but they're both that similar, like, sad, <laughs> kind of <laughs> emotional um, <laughs> kind of <laughs> songs. But, um, yeah, I just think they're great. They're just lovely songs, to be honest. Does, they, does Davo have a favourite? <laughs> Look at him, miserable little... This is the one I I hate the most. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't, because I've said that on the podcast. (laughs) Um, I I, I do indeed have a favourite. I'd probably say Shiver. Um, I, Barney 100% thought I was going to say yellow He, I, I could see it in his eyes yeah, <laughs> 100% I thought I was going to say yellow but I'm not that basic um, <laughs> I think I think I think Shiver is um, is like one of my favourite Chris Martin vocals not just this album just in general like I know we we said he's not the maybe the, the most like outright jaw-dropping singer but I something maybe I'm, I'm wrong about this because something about this like some of the um some of the some of his tone in this song is it's beautiful um yeah shiver I don't really have much more to say on it I, yeah I think it's a, a, a lovely yeah. vocal performance um and the song is quite like a a, a, a nice listen as well like mm. It's one of the more upbeat ones, mm. um, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I know that Shiver's a great one as well. Um, so yeah, no, I, I like I like your choice. Right. I can I can respect <laughs> it. I can respect it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> podcasting this? You passed the test. <laughs> I'm the third host now. <laughs> I just feel very strongly. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I need to. Mm. I need to kind of. Um, not approve it, but <laughs> <laughs> I, need to approve it, I yeah. don't know. I feel very, very protective now about this album. No, that's fair. Um, no, but yeah, no, no, Shiver's a great one. Um, yeah, awesome. Barney, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pressure now. I've, I've also got to pick a good song. Yeah, um, there's, there's one... You might get disappeared. <laughs> yeah, you might get kicked off the, the, the episode. It's, it's, it's made... <laughs> it's a new space for two rows. Um, I will give Yellow a shout out. It's yeah, a great song. Uh, yeah. This is the most. Uh, this is the here he comes straight down the fucking middle. <laughs> this is the uh, most liked one on Spotify. <laughs> I love the stats. It's got 1.1 billion listens. That's a lot. You're of lying. No, that is a lot of listens. With 1. a B. Billion. Yeah, with a B. Um, with a B, <laughs> with a B, the billion billion boy. Uh, billion boy. However, the best song on this album is "Trouble," number six in the mm. tracklist. Mm. Um, nice, nice. Uncharacteristically sad and somber. Mostly, I like one of the more upbeat numbers on an album. But um, there's something about the piano in "Trouble." I think it's a really beautiful, like piano-heavy track. But then in the chorus, there's like a really nice sweeping 
I don't know what it is, some kind of electronic synth even perhaps that like really sweeps up, energizes it. Chris Martin goes to his like upper range volume and like pitch wise, and then it calms back down, goes into like that sad little trough for the next ver- verse, the next verse. I'm a big fan of that song I think it's really good it's on a lot of my playlists even now today it's one of the few songs of this album that's stuck with me through the years so I think it would be wrong for me to pick anything else but yeah Trouble is a great song in my opinion I think it's just really well constructed and really well performed especially on the keys is there a is there a song Lib that that would have not got your approval on this album Mm. Um, I don't know. I think I think there's one. I can think of one which is maybe I wouldn't listen to as much. You know, it's not. I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't go on it onto it and click that one straight yeah. away. Um, and that's probably high speed. Um, I think it's the opening track actually. Um, it's number eight, I'm afraid. Close. Okay, I'm thinking of what am I thinking of? Don't, uh, panic. don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. High speed. So um, it's near the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and at that point, I've gone through all my favourites. Yeah. You know, mm. I'm I'm thinking, do I go back to the start, or do I uh, move move on? And um, no, I, I think, I mean, in saying that, like, then it's not bad at all. It's not like I don't hate it, I don't dislike it, um, and I would happily listen to it. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's ever really my first pick. Fair. I can respect that. I can respect that. Yeah. Tracklist is hard. It is. It's very hard. Tracklist is hard. Mm. Don't Panic was a bad first song. For a debut, really? For a debut album, to start, like, here I'm Chris Martin, we are Coldplay, don't give me Don't Panic. Maybe they should have started with Shiver. Agreed. Then. Oh, they started with Shiver. Yeah. Maybe we'd be having that, a different actually, conversation. That would have been a better choice, yeah. Maybe that would change the whole album <laughs> for you. Maybe that would change your entire perception of Coldplay. In the oh. ultimate universe where Shiver opens parachutes. That boy was sitting there with his tour t-shirts on. He loves it. <laughs> this happens, I think it's a really interesting thing I've noticed in the podcast, is that the older the albums are, and if it's an album like Liz discovered this when she was much younger, back, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, it's always like the way more rogue songs people pick as their top ones. So you've got mm. a choice between number four and number nine on the track list. But like, you know, <laughs> they're not even the medium hitters. Like no one knows. We never change. <laughs> if you're on Pointless and the question was like, name a Coldplay yeah. song. We never change is definitely one, yeah. a Pointless answer. <laughs> Where it's like, if people are talking about more recent artists, it's normally not like the bigger ones, but at least some of the slightly mm. less known ones. Mm. I just think it's interesting that you've gone for like, such a rare song as your yeah. top if not second place pick and it shows a real love for the album which I really like I have a bit of a thing where once a song and this is I hate how this sounds but once a song becomes really popular or like the most well known song it doesn't put me off it but I'm kind of like well I don't want to I want to delve into the stuff that not everyone has heard yet because you know I'm it. like I want to discover stuff for myself rather than just hearing the most popular song played. Um, Edgy. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. If that makes sense, yeah. yes. So, you know, Indie girl. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, because that's the one I'd probably have heard the most outside of listening to it myself, like just on the radio or just well, anywhere, really. Um, and, and yeah, I like to kind of find the other ones as well um, that 
are maybe not as appreci- appreciated as, as much. Um, and yeah, we never change. It's just, oh, it's just so nice. It's just great. Again, as I said before, it's, it's a sad one, but I think it's a great, because um, it's right by the end. I think it's a great way to end the album as well. So, okay. um, so yeah, yeah. Great one. Totally agree. So, yeah, take it away. Cool, cool. Okay, I'm glad I've not been like <laughs> murdered yet <laughs> for my choices. Is it good? Would is, you, is it good? Yeah. Is it, is, is, it, is it a good album? Is it good? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so blunt. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I catch and that's it. Is it good? Segment no. Over. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. It's uh I also remember having the like I think it was like the piano book of it or something. Like or loads of the songs were in a piano book that me and uh, my sisters and I used to play. I think Trouble was in there, so I, I appreciate the piano and trouble as well. Oof, love that. Oof. Um yeah, just there's just so so much from this album that I feel nostalgic about, whether it's literally the piano or uh, like playing piano or just listening to it myself or um, just, I also got the uh, the vinyl of it uh, a couple Christmases ago. So again, it's just, you know, just holds a little place in my heart. I can respect that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks. No, you go first. <laughs> <Then I'll... laughs> I'll try and lighten the mood after you've done your, your 2P. <laughs> oh God, oh God. <laughs> I'm going to come up bad in this episode. I can see it already. <laughs> I, uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't want to say no. Like I, don't, I can't outrightly say it's bad music. Um, when we, <laughs> I'm going to bait myself out here. When I was preparing for this um, for this episode, I was hammering away to find like a way to call the album beige but like make it a pun on yellow like that was that, that was my thought process that's what while Barney was actually like taking in the music I was like mm, there's gotta be some joke I can work in but I I, I think it, I, I would say it's like like five or six like a, it's like it's an average album to me like it's, it's not bad music um one thing you said like, just now Lynn, which maybe is, is again a subconscious reason you talked about kind of songs becoming popular and, and not necessarily like you not wanting to listen to popular songs but like you actually going to dig things out for yourself and actually listen to it on your own accord i feel like i'm bombarded with coldplay like for my whole life like coldplay like, i've never <laughs> like they are just everywhere like they are they are just everywhere at every yeah, like stage are. and i feel like maybe it's because I have listened to Coldplay by with, with no choice of my own is, is <laughs> yeah. um, where I where I've got to the stage. But like I, I I'm I don't know I'm, I'm I think I'm being hard. It's it's been a long Monday. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Chris done. Martin's getting a lot of my frustration. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I would say it's an, an average album. If that's not too harsh to say. Yeah, on the on on what you just said, I do get that kind of when you aren't when you're exposed to a particular band or um, a particular song or, or anything continuously, it can put you off the off the song or off the band a little bit because you're kind of like, 
this isn't my choice right now to be listening to this. Um, so yeah, that's why I like finding the songs, for me anyway, finding the songs that maybe aren't as popular um, is nice because it feels like I found them of my own accord. And then, yeah, I've not been influenced by any anyone else or, or someone might say, oh, you should listen to this. But, you know, it's not like everywhere I go. You hear this song. Hear yeah, it. Yeah. I'm hearing it, yeah. Bones, good album. I've taken some flack from Daffo before for going with, like, the popular opinion with the, the man on the streets vibe. Uh, but I do believe that if one of the songs on your album has over a billion listens, it can't be bad. Yeah, surely yeah. it must be good. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely the people have spoken at that point. I, I don't think it's Coldplay's best album. I don't think it won any major awards. I think it's a, it's a good debut album. I'm pretty sure it won a good Grammy, album bro. Did it? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck me then. Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was a, a good album. <laughs> it won a Grammy. It was nominated for the Mercury as well. Was it? Yeah, it didn't win though. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, like it is. It was a very highly like coveted album. But again, mm. I think I agree. Probably not. It's not their best. I don't think it is, and I think maybe that speaks to Coldplay's strength. Um, but yeah, I will. I will happily say that Parachutes is a good album. We'll we'll settle on good, shall we? <laughs> 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 Lid, you've talked to us obviously quite a lot about Parachutes by Coldplay. We've touched on John Mayer's Continuum as well. Uh, are there any other albums that you considered to bring to the table here or any in general that you recommend for our listeners to check out? You know what? I have a document on my phone um, which has all my favourite albums, which I literally looked through uh, when you asked me what. Get it out. Get up the dock. Yeah, I just. Uh, so I have, I have a few. Um, so I've got Continuum, John May, obviously, and Parachutes. Um, there's an album called The Party by Andy Schauf, um, which um, I heard from, I think someone posted a cover of a song on Instagram or something, and then I listened to the album. And um, it's it's great. It is, I'd say it's quite similar, well, not similar to Parachutes, but it's that kind of very acoustic-y um, vibe. Loads of clarinets as well in, in the, this album, which I really like. Um, so I'd recommend that. That's a bit more kind of low-key. And then um, I have an obsession, and I, I saw them in February, with uh, pa- with Palace, um, the band Palace. I think they're, I think they're amazing. I think they their um, album, So Long Forever, is so good. And... Um, yeah, uh, I think I think they're great as well, and they were amazing live. Um, and I literally just saw a thing about them on um, they posted on their social media the other day. I think they're touring in the US at the moment, and for some reason, two of the band members um, couldn't fly over. I think it's with their visas, so they found two people of their crew or or people they know have literally learnt the songs in a day to replace the other guys. What? And I was like, imagine doing that. Like, that is just insane. Um, but amazing. So I think <laughs> they're just a very, like, dedicated band um, and very, like, willing to, you know, support the fans and, and give the fans what they want. So, yeah, um, the only other one I'd probably suggest as well is um, uh, Beach House, where the album is the same name, so Beach House by beach house um i love beach house i think they're quite timeless as well so um yeah but a few a few random ones there but they're kind of the ones that um i usually circle around and uh oh and uh tourist history by tudor cinema club now that i think that is, is an album one of the ultimate 
that for me is one of those I can listen to every single song and love them and feel good, but it doesn't hit that like emotional spot. That's why I think Parachutes for me is up there because I feel like it really touched, as I said earlier, like touches that that spot. But um, yeah, two two Cinema Club, everything by them is just feel good to be honest. So yeah, that album. Honestly, I felt like a ten-year-old as soon as you said to his history. I was like, "Oh, cool!" Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's just so good. I'm pretty sure they're headlining the festival this this summer, and I, 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 I'm I so tempted. Like, I, I don't even know the half Go. half the rest of the uh, the um, the line. <laughs> I just think I think two doors in my phone. When I'm 25 or 24, it's just going to be a great, it's going to be a great experience. It's something I need in my life. Yeah, like, yeah. That feel good factor. Oh. They're amazing so live as well. They're amazing imagine. live. I think I've seen them like three times, and each time I just feel like I've been like resurrected from whatever, <laughs> whatever I, whatever state I was in. It they just yeah, it's just and especially at a festival. I think I've seen them twice at a fest at festivals, and once at um. Alexandra Palace and um yeah that was uh that was just it was just so cool really really just a good time and uh, mm. yeah so definitely see them definitely see them yeah oh, it's community festival and uh two of the oh yeah two of the biggest names are two door cinema club and the wombats and I'm so close oh so my god <laughs> I'm so close to purchasing a ticket because 14 year old me just lost its shit <laughs> just yeah, just go, just go. Yeah. <laughs> if Imagine Dragons oh were there as well, I would be absolutely, <laughs> oh absolutely on the website. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I owe it to my past self. Yeah, I remember unwrapping like tourist history. Got the CD for Christmas. Yeah, I back got in the, the day. CD. Yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I wish I could comment more on your other choices, but I have not heard of know, um, quite... any of them. But I look forward to checking them out. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I just find. I find it really hard to choose a favourite album because mm. there are so many songs that I like. Um, but half the time, they're all from all over the place. So I think, yeah, that was kind of the reasons um, why I chose the ones I've chosen. I mean, Parachutes, as I said, Parachutes and, well, Tourist History and Continuum are the ones where I could listen to all of them all the way through and know every single song and love every single song. But um, the other ones I picked... I think it's probably like half of the album I love um, and the other ones I like, but um, I love about half the songs in the album. Um, but yeah, I find pick- yeah, picking a whole album so hard. Um, so you really, you really uh, made me think a lot for this. <laughs> Too much thinking. Uh, but yeah, no, check the others out though. They, um, I mean, I'm scared. Daffy might hate this. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, weirdly enough, at Palace are... Palace are really not like a bit of me, but they're they're just a band that have then um, crossed my path. I don't know that. I, I think mm. they're 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 one of those bands that I shouldn't like. Or like if if you if you ask me, have I listened to this music? People would probably say no. Um, but I think they sort of appeal to the um, younger self. Like I feel like the, the music that I listened to when I was in school was probably is a lot different to what I really resonate to now. Um, like. I'm a quite a big fan. Like "Friends Forever" is a song that I listen to quite often. Yeah. Um, but like, it can't be on a playlist of mine because it's just 
it's so inherently different. <laughs> there, there isn't there, there isn't a move there isn't a moves playlist in my in my arsenal that that, that like, accommodates them. But um, mm. no, I, I, like I think they are they are a band where I I say this a lot, um, and it probably is a, a testament to to what you were saying about um, uh, what you were saying about their like just replacing their their uh, members on tour with two other people it's, it's like musicians music like you mm-hmm. can tell that they're, they're very 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 talented in what they do um mm-hmm. which I, which is something that I, I i i take a lot of um appreciation and even if it's not necessarily like a a genre that i would delve into on a regular basis just seeing people actually um uh, like excel at what they do and, and do it at a high level is, is something i find really enjoyable and um, i wouldn't say that i'm by any means like a uh, knowledgeable fan but as a passive like listener really have nothing not, nothing bad to, to say about it probably probably prefer them to Coldplay <laughs> if we're, if we're gonna, if we're gonna say wild things today you know, we're, at the, we're at the point in time where I just just chat on Chris Martin for an hour so <laughs> yeah maybe he'll be the next podcast guest. Yeah, honestly oh, me and- I mean if, if you've got his digits please if we can do it listeners <laughs> Uh, I feel like Chris would bring him in. <laughs> yeah, that would be the a very interesting episode to listen to. I think <laughs> I would melt. I would. I'd be like, oh, Chris, you're so great, Matt. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I literally know everything. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it's you, Sarah. <laughs> Especially Shiva. Yeah, Shiva. Your vocals. Yeah. I try and sing like you every day. <laughs> We've heard a lot about music that you love, Lid, and it's been such a wonderful chat. But is there any music that you love that you're not as proud of as Coldplay and the rest of this gang? What are your guilty pleasures? What are you bringing to the table that you love to listen to, but maybe just on the side, a bit low-key? Um, well, I feel like, I think we, we definitely mentioned them earlier, but one of my guilty pleasure bands is Little Mix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> because, right, right, I'm not going to listen to them. Um, I never listen to them just day to day, like in, in my own time. But as soon as I hear any Little Mix song in an environment where I'm drinking, I will just go mental. So, <laughs> like, it's just, it just, I don't know what, it just, it makes me really... I don't know. I just it just makes me feel great when I listen to Little Mix, and I'm just it just makes me happy when I'm uh, when I'm drinking, <laughs> or uh, or just in a good mood. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that is you know what it's not even guilt. I'm not even ashamed. It's no guilt. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I can't really think of any others that are guilty pleasures to be honest. Um, maybe like OG Justin Bieber. That that always is quite good as well. Mm. Um, and like the the Disney channel stars when you know they were like 17 all the music they made like Demi Lovato's um oh what's that album called is it called Get Back oh, the one with I have them. no idea okay well, <laughs> <laughs> Demi Lovato <laughs> all those albums like Selena Gomez Jonas Brothers are the one she made Jonas Brothers Jonas Brothers yeah mm. all their early stuff Demi Lovato like that I just again now and then maybe I'll listen to it I just just a bit nostalgic, but um, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, good shout. Yeah, in your defence, 
Secret Love Song by Little Mix is such a banger. <laughs> it's such a good song. How I does genuinely that one go? mean that. That's like, why can't I kiss you on the dance floor? I wish that we could be like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good rendition of a bad song. Thank you. <laughs> they, they yeah, have... Also, I'm fucking my own music career. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Barney supporting at her, her next show. So, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do backing vocals on the next, on the next track of your You're being sampled and you're doing backing. Barney, we've got a career. I could <laughs> be the new yeah. Chris Martin. <laughs> I wouldn't recognise you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, no, those are good guilty pleasures. I think, I mm. think that that hits the, the nail on the head. I little bit actually. I think uh, I like what they do in terms of mm. they kind of took the world by storm, and they they can all really really sing, and they churn out music. But I think it was they do. it was the radio thing that just put me off them. Like it's just they were just everywhere for like two years and it was just it was yeah. overwhelming um but i won't i i have no i have no bad things i'm not gonna berate you although yeah. the jonas brothers do suck i'm gonna put it out man because <laughs> <laughs> i because separately um what should we call it uh joe jonas he's in i want to say they're called like dnce dance without the air yeah, oh, yeah. cake by the ocean guys okay yeah yeah terrible actually that's a banger but still that is a good song this is the thing it's like they, the music yeah. that's made is so catchy yeah, yeah. Oh. that's that's how they get you that's how they suck yeah. you in but, <laughs> because one minute you're like i hate this song it's played all the time and then the next you're singing yeah. it without even realizing you're singing it's it. so true but the jonas brothers sir nick jonas he was in a band or he did some solo stuff which was actually really like quite nice um, and yeah. he's like an actor now and great but I feel like the, the third Jonas brother whose name escapes me um, Kevin Kevin <laughs> Kevin sorry Kevin <laughs> he must have been the he must have been the one like dragging down their career because when they were together as like the Jonas brothers it, it wasn't the one whereas I feel like they're the other two are flourishing without Kevin's <laughs> Kevin weighing them down mm. maybe music just wasn't for him maybe he i don't know what he's doing now does he have a solo career i don't know i don't know, I don't know. What, if he's not maybe he he's, maybe he's done. He drums he was a singer wasn't he I thought they he all like sang. did singing as well. they all sang no they, yeah, they, they like all a boy sang. band i thought they were a bad band yeah, hang on i don't know what i'm talking i have no idea joe's um, brothers what did they do what what did they do <laughs> where is Kevin Jones. Hey Siri, what is Kevin oh Jones doing right now? <laughs> I've literally got a uh, people also ask on Google what happened to Kevin Jonas. <laughs> oh, no, bless him. Oh, he he. Okay, okay. He he left the Jonas Brothers and then founded a real estate development construction company. Wow, music really wasn't there. Oh god. I said, yeah, maybe he just didn't want. Maybe he just was like, no. Fair. I just don't want. I don't want a music career anymore. Damn. Respect he, for Kevin. Yeah, respect, respect for Kevin. Respect to He's him. He's probably yeah, making back. It yeah, it's called Jonas Werner. Oh, he's not even Jonas sole Warner. owner. <laughs> he's the co-CEO. Fucking hell, Kevin. At least be CEO, mate. At least. Yeah, if you're going to leave your uh, your music career, at least do it to become a CEO. <laughs> um, 
Lid, just before we sign off, uh, can we get to know your favourite karaoke song? What are you going to perform when you're rat out of your mind at Beer Keller? What's on the decks? Well, it has to be All About You by McFly. Oh, yes! Yeah, that's a good karaoke song. I think... I just... I remember I had, we had a, um, like, SingStar machine or something. It was, like, the equivalent of that. When uh, we were younger, my sisters and I, and um, I just always sang that one. That was the one I always went to. And, uh, yeah, it's the one I'll continue to go to. And everyone always goes, oh, that's such a good song. When you start singing it, they go, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser. So, uh, yeah, it would have to be that one. That's what karaoke is all about. You've thrown out a lot of throwbacks today. Sing Star, MSN. I know, yeah. I choose Free Single of the Week. Yeah, trip down memory lane on this, on this episode, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, nostalgic one. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us, Liv. You've been an absolutely fantastic guest. Yeah, that was uh, links to Picture Frames on Spotify are down in the description for the podcast and on our social medias as well, if you want to check them out. Um... Look out for Lydia in the future as well. She's going to be doing some absolutely incredible stuff, I'm sure. And, yeah, thanks again so much for coming on, Lyd. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I've had a good laugh. <laughs> and uh, I, have, I have rethought my favourite album all the time now. Um, no, uh, but, no, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I've loved chatting to you guys. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone listening. You will catch us every Sunday and on Voices Radio on random days of the week. <laughs> what a terrible sign. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes, you are. Yeah, 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 no, um, yeah, no. Are you alright, Barnes? We lost Barney. I have a thing that we should never record after a, like, after a work day or an evening, because it's always, it's always a, it's a mad <laughs> recording. Some, <laughs> something goes wrong. It's alright, is everything okay? <laughs> Was that the smoke alarm? Oh no! What oh, was it? Know. What's on fire? Sorry. She's <laughs> yeah. She's grilling peppers for a recipe, uh. which apparently involves burning the fucking gas down. <laughs> oh god! Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Are you safe, Bonnie? Um, is is there a fire anywhere? <laughs> the podcast comes first. It comes first. <laughs>